When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because I'm feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's the fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. Hello, welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. Wake up, Adam. Wake up. And Kyle, let's not forget Kyle the coach, Duggin. (laughs) Thank you. Hi. Hi, Eeyore. Don't bother. Don't bother. Well, folks, it is the Friday episode. We've got... Preseason game three coming up later today, but we're not talking about that. We've got other stuff to talk about. We've got bones and players. (laughs) Bones. (laughs) We've got a coach's corner, a Craig experience, and the bolt beat. But first and foremost, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Coach Kyle. Happy birthday to you. you. (laughs) Happy birthday, Coach. Thank you. What'd you guys get me? Um, um, <laughs> I am gonna pay for one of those Airbnbs for you for um, Kansas City. That's my gift to you, Coach. Oh, so sweet. Yeah, memories. <laughs> the gift you. of memories. I just pulled out of my out of my ass. I wasn't planning on doing that, but yeah. you got me. That was a good 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 time to do that. Good. good yeah, pull. you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, you. What'd you Shit. do today? Yeah. Uh, today was a today was a Thursday, so that was a very normal day. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special. You have a birthday on a Thursday. There's not a whole lot of extra uh, happening. Yeah. Birthdays. I hung out with nights. my yeah, hung out with the kiddos. My youngest had preschool. Took him to that. That was fun. <laughs> Cried a lot. And then we <laughs> had um, flag. We had flag football practice. Yeah, it was a good oh, day. Nice. Normal day. But it was good. Coach got to coach on his birthday. Here yeah. you go. You love to see it. Living in, living <laughs> you in the love element. To see it. <laughs> 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 to see it. Um, all right. Well, well, congratulations for making another trip around the sun. Thank you. Um, let's now talk about 
another coach. Ooh. Uh, this just came out the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Legendary Chargers head coach Don Coriel has been selected as coach slash contributor finalist for the Hall of Fame's class of 2023. It's about dang time. It's Seriously. about diggity dang time. Has he ever, correct me if I'm wrong, has he ever gotten to this point? Or has he just so. never gotten past this point? I think he's never gotten past this point. I think he's I think made he's it gotten to this here point. Before. And then, because as it stands right now, Coriel will, would be elected if he receives at least 80% approval from the 49-person selection committee. I think in the past, he's not. But if I'm not mistaken, he is the only coach slash contributor that's being nominated this year. So he's got a pretty good shot of getting in this year. you got to find Get out who in. these 49 people are. And go over there and threaten, <laughs> threaten some it. toilet paper. Threaten. Yeah. threaten some baloney on a car. I don't know if you've ever seen what happens to a car's paint job with baloney on it. I haven't, actually. Not pretty. <laughs> oh, dear. It's not pretty. All right. Well. It's not a threat. It's a promise. It's a promise. Don't mess, Get him in don't there. Mess with, <laughs> don't mess with Dawn or you're getting the baloney. That's, That's right. right. Hard. Yeah. Hard baloney. <laughs> no baloney here. Just Dawn. Um... <laughs> So it's looking like at least a pretty good shot. Like I said, he's not going up against, from my understanding, I could be wrong, but from I believe I read that he's not going up against any other coaches or contributors. So he's got a real good shot. And yeah, just it's been, it's about time. It's about yeah. time. Got revolutionized the game. Get yeah. him in the and get him in the hall. Come if he if he doesn't get in, I think this is when pitchforks might actually start coming out because this is yeah. just like you, you're kidding me, right? That you wouldn't get this guy in, but. um Fingers are absolutely crossed. Uh, but let's move it on now to what we we talked a bit about in the previous episode. Uh, Mr. J.C. Jackson, it came out that he was not practicing. Uh, Popper said it was injury-related and absolutely left Just it at that. He dropped it, it and walked away. I think people <laughs> yeah. were really pissed at Popper on that well, one because uh, that's I think, tough. I mean, his hands were tied because I think they they weren't saying what the issue was. And so that's all he could say was just like, it was injury related. He's like, I'm just telling yeah. you what they told me. So, um, but it did finally come out at least what, what it was. Um, and so Daniel Popper followed it up by saying, Brandon Staley said, JC Jackson first felt discomfort in his right ankle, uh, two and a half weeks ago. He practiced through it until the final joint practice with the Cowboys, but it wasn't improving. So Jackson and Chargers opted for what Staley called a quote-unquote minor procedure. Well, and this he's been dealing with this forever, his entire Apparently NFL he was career. born with it, right? Yeah, That's is, what one of the report was? Yeah. Exactly. So this is like he's been doing what he's been doing at the level he's been doing it at with this problem. Right. And basically he said that he just like, it. it's sore after every game. It's just the soreness goes away. Right. And as you know now, Coach, being a little older... That just doesn't go away as quickly yeah. as it used to. So it, it, he also got paid a gajillion dollars, and he's like, "I don't have anything to prove anymore. I'm going to fix my ankle." Right. Yeah. That's really what it is. Let's like right. fix he was thing. playing through that pain because he didn't want the surgery on his name. He wanted as much money as he could make. He played through the pain, and now he's like, "Look, I'm a gajillionaire. This thing <laughs> reared its ugly head. I'm going to get it fixed." Right, and we unfortunately have to pay the price if he misses. <laughs> Two of the biggest, like it sucks that it's two week one and week two, games, but two yeah. of the biggest games of the season to really, I mean, it's two divisional games that right. set the tempo for what this season's going to be, mm -hmm. and we could be without arguably the best player on our team. Yeah, it's uh, it, I mean, it, 
from what I, I mean, obviously from what Daniel Popper tweeted and what uh, Staley said, it was like they tried to practice through it. They were hoping that it would go away. They were basically doing everything they could other than go the surgery route. Um, but it just, it wasn't getting any better. So it was just like, you know what, let's pull the trigger now. Let's get it done. Um, he could potentially be back in time for week yeah. one. So that is the hope. Um, from they, my understanding, it was not, it, it was a orthoscopic procedure. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. one. Yeah. They didn't really, they didn't break his ankle and cut and, you know, tendons no. and all this other stuff. Um, the, it, there was a tweet, uh, from Jesse Morse, MD, Dr. Jesse Morse, uh, who explained that JC Jackson underwent ankle scope today. Reportedly for an issue he was born with and considered pretty minor surgery with two to four weeks RTP, I'm guessing return to practice. Uh, this is potentially an issue called Ostrigonum syndrome, an extra bone that is squished when your foot is pushed downwards. Ouchie. Yeah, that sucks. So, yeah, it's uh, like, like we said, it's something he was born with. It's something that he's worked through up to this point. And if he is playing as well as he has been dealing with it, I think the ceiling for what he's going to do without all that extra yeah. discomfort and pain and whatnot obviously means that he could potentially just have like one of the best seasons of his career. Well, and yeah. it's it's interesting with the, what Coach said is basically once the just the skin heals, there's nothing right. internal that's a problem. Once the skin heals, he's going to be practicing again. Mm -hmm. So he's in, he was posting on, you know, he's Instagram. in the chamber, he's in the hyperbaric chamber, which just gets all that stuff going faster. So, you know, these, these athletes are superheroes to a certain extent. They heal super quick, right? Let's, let's, we're going to be the shamelessly positive on this. And we're gonna be, he's going to be there for week one. Yeah. Well, um, and here's the deal. I, the chargers, what's the expectation for us this year? Is it to squeak in the playoffs and maybe get lucky? No. no. The expectations are to make a deep push into the playoffs and hopefully a Super Bowl. Yep. You want this guy healthy rolling into that. So Absolutely. If this is a short term, even if we miss him for a week, and it allows him to play pain-free in the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, then I'm, like, what are you going to do? Right. He, Like I said, he, he got paid. He played through this in the past. Now he's paid, and he tried. He didn't. It just recently popped back up. He's like, hey, it's time to get taken care of. I want to be there in the playoffs, Super Bowl, and let's go make this happen. It is what it is. And let's just hope he's back week one. That'd be yeah. sick. Well, and Vato's been pretty good at shutting down the Raiders in his past. I saw somebody brought, put up a stat where he's just like, he plays his best against the Raiders. So yeah. maybe that's that's what happens. That's that's our, you know, CB1 week one. And, you know, that's how we beat him last year. He was CB1 last year. So yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're sleeping on Mike Davis like he's just a... a piece of junk that we right. picked up he's on not. the side of the he's road not. you know he's, not. he's he's definitely not and he talked about last year why he struggled and those right sounds like he's now overcome that he wouldn't have brought it up if he didn't overcome it and he's not moved past it so right yeah. um everything that we've seen out of him in 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 training camp and in the preseason has been great so if anything this is a huge opportunity for him to come back and kind of redeem himself that is the hope so hopefully jc jackson's in the chamber hopefully he's Got buckets of neosporin that he's just slathering on. Just <laughs> yeah. clean it up. Get yeah. that shit just healed real laying quick. In it. Just yeah. bathing in neosporin. Um, and uh, then we look over to another name that we really haven't thought about until just recently, and that's Kenneth Murray uh, returning to practice. Uh, after practice, he said, honestly, I truly do believe that everything that I've been through up to this point 
has been preparing me for this moment. That's why I would say before I come out here with a grateful heart, trying to just take advantage of every opportunity, I attack every day as that. Dude, I, it, I, inspiring dude. I forgot about this guy. Yeah, we all did. Just <laughs> straight up. He wasn't even on my radar. I forgot that he was returning to camp. Forgot that he was a first round. Like I, I, Somehow Kenneth Murray has just like been like men in black from my memory. Yeah. Well, but, I'm ex like it's really exciting to especially with the, yeah. the the way he's talking about football now. Yeah, he's a it's, killer. I'm, sounds I'm like pretty a killer. Pumped. Yeah. 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 Sounds like a murderer. Do we know do we know yet if he's going to be playing in this final preseason game? Do we get any I kind of doubt it. I haven't heard, I haven't really? heard whether or not wait. but last I heard is he was doing they were working him in this is the next quote but they were working him into 7 on 7s mm. which that is a little ways away from playing some real some real football. Right. Yeah, I mean, and given his injury history, I kind of don't think we would even want him playing in that preseason game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, after after it came out that he was going to get that surgery again in the offseason, it was just like, wait a minute, what? You you yeah. are, we, we already saw you go get surgery. Why are you going to get more surgery? What happened? Yeah, right. It was another question of like, where? how is he playing through these injuries? And how is he... I mean, like, what what is going on? So, um, yeah, I think it's understandable that he kind of left our minds there for a little bit because, I mean, he hasn't been a part of any preseason. It really just got overshadowed by all the signings that we got, all the other big names. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, yeah, don't forget, Kenneth Murray is waiting in the wings. Still have him. Yeah. And possibly will be there week one. Um, Chargers defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill had this to say about the return of K-9 saying, we're excited to get Kenneth back. I've been seeing him in the meetings, going through all of the checks and going through the adjustments uh, there. And now we get a chance to get him on the field. It really adds some more depth at that linebacker position. He's a competitor. He's been wanting to get out of there. So we get a chance to see him out there in practice today in seven on seven. We're all excited. Yeah, it's... If it's fortifying the the linebacker group, and he's a first round pick, guys, we were super. His first year, he led. You know, he has the rookie tackle record for the Chargers. Yep, for a combined Can't tackle. That. So it just he get him going, get him set up in this defense for success. Don't make him rush because he's not. That's not his, his not thing. His style. Bring him off the edge. Find the place for him, and let's get him healthy and get him out there. It's exciting. Let's 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 see what he can do. Absolutely. Really yeah, he's had a turbulent to. first couple of years in the NFL. Change of coaches, injuries, different positions, whole new defense. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind for that guy just settling right. into the NFL game. So having a guy like Calvin Oy back there too to kind of speak to him, like he didn't, we didn't have any vets, like big time vets at the no. linebacker position. No. Yeah, he's got somebody to lean right? on. It now. was Kaiser White who was kind of in and out for a really long time. Um, there wasn't any vets there to really kind of walk him through it. So it'll be cool to see what his his steps, what steps he takes this season. Absolutely. Um, well, the upcoming game, like we said, later this evening is going to be against the Saints. That's five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we currently have 80 players on the roster. And after this game, we will be cutting down to a 53-man roster. So Tuesday, August 30th, uh, 27 players will be cut. And some of those will make it to the practice squad. 16 players will be on the practice squad. 
So it's a big, this is a make or break de- deal for, you know, Bandy has another great game. Yeah. Some of these guys have been showing up every single week. It's if you can't argue getting them on the roster. You can't, you'd have to talk yourself out of it as a coach. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be curious. I'm curious to see who's going to continue their ascent. If maybe one of these running backs shows up, like, there's, well, there's a lot to see. There's a lot to see. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what, what players end up. Uh, with the team, there's a lot of names that are floating around out there. Some guys that are really showing up to play um, these preseason games, and it's going to be tough. It's obviously it's one of the hardest times that we we really come to like some of these guys. You know, some of the fan favorites, and when you don't see them make the squad, it's a little disheartening. But this Bummer. year, I don't know that there's going to be that issue based on all the names that we've signed. In free agency, I don't think there's any that we're going to be like, oh man. I think I, I'm the opposite. I think there will be. Yeah. I think there's going to be people that don't make the roster that were on the roster last year, and we were like, yay, because there's no room. We've signed so many guys, and there's so many new people in here. Yeah. I think there's going to be some shocking stuff in the next week or so. Hmm. Well, we will find out uh, what that ends up being. But if you want to find out what kind of stuff is over at the website, <laughs> chargechat.com, all you got to do is type in chargechat.com and it'll take you right there. You'll find stuff like t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers, chat it up with other members in our member section of the charge of chat of tears and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check it out. Chargechat.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. It really does mean a lot to us. It really helps us out. We are getting so close to 3,000, man. So we are close. we are within hairs of the 3,000. So if you could help us out by hitting that subscribe button, it would really mean a 44. lot. 44. We're 44 away from 3,000. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Do it. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is Coach's Corner. Let's see what it is. Great moments are born great opportunity. All comes down to today. You take this helmet and you put it right in his numbers, okay? I want to see nothing but snot bubbles in his nose. A lot of people want to blame coaches for a lot of things. Nobody puts coaches <laughs> trade up. in And corner. we shut them down because we can't. It's because I believed in you. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Let's do it. That's right, folks. We've got the second preseason game in the book, so that means we get a second rendition of Coach's Corner preseason edition. Coach, what's what's on the menu? What do we got? What's the soup yeah. du jour? So the special teams was an obvious glaring hole. Um, a bit, yeah. I just said. didn't want to look at it again. I'm I don't blame <laughs> you, man. I don't blame you. It sucks. I can watch it. 
That's the worst re- thing. Watching ESPN and going like, here's the top preseason highlights. Ah, oh, even, <laughs> even when they showed our game, it was just their two kick returns. Pretty much yeah, all yeah, they showed. That's, that's, all, it. that's all they talked about. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I wanted to look at what just broke to this earlier this week is that the supposed right tackle battle might be over and Trey Pipkins might be the guy. He's getting right, more yeah. reps with the ones. Um, I think on Monday he took all the reps with the ones. So um, I wanted to go back and look because as we watch a football game, hopefully the right tackle doesn't stand out and you don't really notice anything. Yeah. Um, What I wanted to look for was what's different. Like, how does he look different this year? Um, Just to be honest, I just, I just see a very lethargic football player. Um, When I think of Trey Pipkins, it's just kind of lazy going through the motions um, maybe has okay technique, but just isn't a finisher. And honestly, when I went back and watched, so I watched the whole his whole first drive. Um, I didn't watch the whole game. Sorry, guys. I have three kids. One's like six weeks old and <laughs> just have no time. But I watched, you would hope that the first drive in, Storm Norton got the first two drives. Trey Pipkins came in, drive three. Um, you would think Fresh playing pissed off. He's trying to earn a spot. And it just never really comes across in the way that he plays. Um, this first play that I that I have pulled up for you guys, it, it, I don't know. It's just like there's just nothing to it. It's it's a dive. It's an inside zone. Like Josh Kelly here is going to be running almost straight in here. These guys right here, him and the right ta- our right guard Zion are going to be comboing and then moving up. Um, so he's getting down on a down block, which I know it's a zone scheme, so it's not as aggressive as a power. Um, real like down block, but there's just there's just nothing to it. It just kind of stands tall. In my opinion, this is you get hands on that guy, you should be taking him into the end zone. He kind of gets hands on him a little bit, but then gets a little bit lost. I'll I'll play the clip for you. There's just nothing like right tackle. I'm gonna be a bully, get after you all game, buckle up for this because it's gonna suck. All right, so you're gonna see him try to get down on that little interior defensive lineman. He's just going to kind of miss. Like he's just leaning out forward. Just doesn't look like he's doing anything. He's got, mm-hmm. he's out of balance, kind of lunging on this down block. The guy sets himself up to easily just get shielded and pushed out of the way. Just kind of yeah. leans forward, olays, and gets moved out of the way. Again, not a huge play. The guy didn't make the tackle or anything. But right. in my opinion, this should, you're starting right tackle. If this guy's doing this kind of stuff, he's stunting away from the play. He's helping you, and you're just kind of olaying the guy. Um, I know, it ended up being a five-yard gain, so not the end of the world. Just as I watch every play and kind of nitpick, I don't know. There's just nothing exciting about that being your starting right tackle right now. Yeah. All right, so the second play, this is, a pa- this is pass protection, and I think that this is what we're going to see a lot of. Whether it's Storm, whether it's Trey, um, in pass situations where we want to throw the down- ball downfield, um, this is Easton's bomb to Jalen Guyton that he underthrew. It was very clearly a pass interference that they didn't call. Anytime we need a long time for our quarterback to sit back there, you're going to see a tight end sit in here. What it does is it's not only just a bump to help, but look how m- wide this guy gets. He doesn't know that it's pass, right? So his run responsibilities, he has to get out here and get up over the tight end. So it's, it widens him out, which makes it a little bit easier for us to be able to help. Um, it gives it almost a double team. So in essence, what this does on this play is he becomes like a free roamer. He doesn't have any obligations, which is probably best case scenario for our right tackle right now. Um, you'll see him help Zion with a bump and then turn back out. So he'll step, step, help Zion, and then come back out and help our tight end. So it's, it's 
I don't know. It, it's a necessary evil. I just wanted to show it to you so you guys could see it. Be prepared for what we're going to see during the year. Is this this kind of help is just going to be a necessary evil. Now it takes a it does take a, a tight end out of the formation. So he won't be able to run any routes, but it gives you that help for when you want to take deep shots downfield, which with Justin Herbert at quarterback, you're going to want to take deep shots downfield. Hopefully you'll see in this play, Trey almost is kind of like a helper. He's just a helper, which is prime for what we want out of Trey Pipkins. He wants to be that helper. He's a little help from his friends. Just yep. a little help from his friends. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next play, another run play. So we had a run play on first down. Very mediocre. Pass play on that second play. Um, he's going to get help all season long. He can be a helper. He can go back and forth. Um, this is another run play. It's just kind of disappointing. Him and Zion, again, are working a double here and then trying to get up to a backer. Um, so it's a normal zone blocking. They're all going to be stepping this way. He's going to end up working with Zion. Trey's going to help push. But then when once he tries to get to second level, he just looks so uncomfortable. Watch as... As after him and Zion are done with this combo block, he tries to get off and get up to the second level. It's just like, he just doesn't know what to do. And he just can't make a block, can't stay connected. It's just, that's a play where the guy, that linebacker is just standing there waiting. This is a this is a number two guy that doesn't really know what he's doing. We get there on top of him before anything. He just, I'm just like, as if Trey's not even there, just running around him. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, he should be taken, like, back into the end zone on this. And it almost looked like he like, grabbed him and ripped and got past him very easily in that. Just, I don't know. It just looks so easy. And there's just not a... We talked about the guy in the draft that is fighting everyone on the Saints, right? Um, right, Trevor Penning. Yeah, Trevor Penning. And he has that... He just kind of plays mean. We... Trey just... Man, I love you, Trey. And if you're going to be our right tackle, I'm with you. We just need a little bit of that. I don't want you fighting teammates, but I need something like... This is just soft and leaning over out over your toes. And I don't know. There's just, there's just no, there's no power to anything that he does, which is starting right tackle is a hard, hard way to def define your starting right tackle is soft kind of is just what I'm seeing. Mm. Um, last play. This is the, this was, I think, didn't Josh Palmer get, this was his touchdown, that screen touchdown. Is yeah. this the one where he got concussed on? That's what, that's what we're, I hear, I heard that's like the, his last play of the game. And it makes sense that this happened here. I feel like he came over to the sideline kind of ginger and weird too. When yeah. He was celebrating mm. with all the guys. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not going to say it's Trey Pipkin's fault, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do anything to help the situation. But he, he didn't like, so this is a big screen, right? Okay. Oh I, maybe I'm putting unrealistic expectations on our right tackle. So this is Trey over here. Now that we flipped the camera, so we're now facing them. Um, Palmer is over on that wide out out here. This is where the screen's going to end up. So he's going to act fake, kind of act like a pass block. And then he's going to leave his man and come downfield. Again, just looks lost. Like he has no idea what he's supposed to be doing or who he's hmm. supposed to be blocking. You'll see him lock eyes as I roll the clip. He like locks on to a, a DB that's way out here on the side of the play. Which, dude, you have no business. These four linemen are going out there too. As you see, they look at all of them going. Wow. Yeah. He's just out here, just like, what the f are we doing? Follow me. Follow me. <laughs> but it, like, you would hope that that's it. But like, watch as he, as he exits. Just keep your eyes on this left tackle over here. He just, it's like, what? I don't know. Like, he's just, <laughs> watch his eyes. 
where is he? Where are you? Where are you? Oh, there you are. Okay, I'm not going to block anyone and let me hit you, wow. right? But if if we had just, Trey, had a little bit of vision as if you had run this play before, realizing that you have four other linemen also coming over, you don't look for the farthest DB, right? I'm just going to press pause right here. Look, we have one, two more linemen. This guy's going to block here. Perfect. So now we have him coming to shield here. Now, Trey, just peel back. Find this guy. Look for him on a full sprint. And Palmer walks into the end zone. Nobody touches him. But instead, he's he's the one thing you never do as an alignment, a special teamer. You never look backwards. Because as soon as you start to look backwards, all you can do is block someone in the back. You always work upfield. Find something. One of these two guys is your option. This is not your option. Find one of these two guys and seal them off so that your one your wide receiver has an easier job getting into the end zone. Instead, what he does is acts like he's going to go block this corner, doesn't see it, gets in the way, hits Josh Palmer, gets him smashed. Like, and then he tries to celebrate him, hits him in the head again. I just, it's just like, I don't know, I don't know. Everyone is talking about how Trey Pipkins won the right tackle spot with his performance. I'm like. What are we talking about? How bad was <laughs> yeah. Storm Norton? Yeah. I didn't watch all of Storm's tape, but like it wasn't, he couldn't have been that. I mean, this is very mediocre play from again, maybe he warmed up in the game and got going a little bit more. The first series was nothing to write home about. So <laughs> I don't know. I those free agents that are out there getting cut by other teams are starting to look good for that right tackle spot for us. Well, it's certainly a possibility. Um, obviously. You know, when we're watching the games live, we don't get to see all of these kind of things. But coach takes the time out of his busy life to go and watch a right tackle. Uh, it up. <laughs> just not nail it, but he <laughs> gives a really good try. Yeah, uh, he it, he didn't stick the landing. He landed and then took like three or four steps and right. then and the then face and then celebrated up. while concussing on one of our players. <laughs> so. All right. Well, coach, thanks for taking a look at Trey Pipkins. Yeah. Obviously, it's still preseason. Maybe the play gets better when you've got all starting linemen out there. Get better that's, soon. That's please. My that's my prayer. But uh, but thank you for bringing us another awesome coach's corner. You're welcome, I think. I don't mean to strike <laughs> fear into the hearts of all Charger fans. Just not great first series. Well, there you go. Thank you, Kyle, for giving us another awesome coach's corner. Uh, now let's move it on to the next segment. You know him. You love him. It's the Greg experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Greg experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Let's say it together. It's going to be all right. Deep breath. It's going to be all right. A big special thanks out to the wonderful Jen Mills, who was kind enough to send me that care package, which included the poster of JC and some other goodies. Coincidentally, the day that that showed up was the same exact day that JC was absent from practice and no one knew why. And we were all on high alert until we found out what the reason was 24 hours later. But I promise you, this isn't going to be a sad segment. We got to talk about some stuff per usual, so let's do it. CC gang. 
Big old salute to the rest of the boat fam with his goodie. She got Craig in Texas. And I promise you this won't be super sad. I promise. I won't let it. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. Let's get to it. Okay, I you know, we got the particulars, so there's really no need to stew in this. Uh is what it is. Two to four weeks. So let's hope JC's a quick healer and maybe he could be back for the week one game against the Raiders. Who knows? Uh I have no idea what non-invasive surgery is. It's actually really weird terminology for me. Uh the idea of any sort of incision being made into your skin to me sounds invasive. But again, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on YouTube. So I have no idea what I'm talking about. So let's move on to things that I do know about. Uh, more football related stuff. Trey Pipkins looks like he's going to be the starting right tackle. And as you guys know, that is no surprise to me. I've been saying that it's his job to lose pretty much through camp. And I mean, I know that was met with some pushback. But honestly, it just kind of made sense. The team knows exactly what Storm Norton is. Uh, he's a limited athlete that pretty much has to win with technique. And if he doesn't, then he's practically toast. So Trey Pipkins had the up uh, one up there because he had the opportunity to develop uh, from a technical standpoint. But he's a very good athlete for his size. So if he loses in technique, he can potentially make up for it with athleticism. So he had that going for him. Outside of that, I mean, this was kind of the plan all along, right? It didn't happen in the right order. Trey was thrown to the wolves early after being really a, a project reach in the third round a few years ago. And I would only have to imagine that the Chargers' plan was for three to four years out, him being the right tackle that they developed into this uh, jewel that no one saw. Just didn't go the route that they probably penned out. I'm not going to say probably. I'm sure it didn't happen the way that they thought it would. So... Uh, now they're giving him his opportunity to really show out. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually kind of funny, right? So if you go back to the draft and you consider the fact that they didn't take a right tackle in the first round, I'm convinced that, say, if one of the top guys like a Charles Cross had fallen to the charges, that they probably would have taken him. And then imagine later on if Jamari Sawyer still falls because there's no reason that he wouldn't have. Then the whole right side of the line looks completely different today. I mean, of course, there's no Zion then, but that's probably Sawyer. And then you've got Cross at right tackle. Uh, dwell on that for a little bit. I don't know. It's just where my mind went for a second. But uh, yeah, that would have been a wholly revamped right side of the line. Yeah. But moving right along. Uh, so Trey's going to get his turn. We'll see how that works out. But do keep this in mind. Uh, as far as winning, quote unquote, the uh, job as the starting right tackle, look back at what took place here recently and don't get caught up in the preseason games because you're talking about two guys who are fighting for a starting spot who are blocking second, third team players. What you really want to go back and look at is uh, the scrimmage with uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, joint practice. Both of them were getting whipped pretty badly. So it doesn't leave me with the most confidence in the situation at right tackle right now. But again, we know what Storm is. Just let Trey have at it and we'll see how it goes. And God bless our boy, Jay Herbo. Huh, please. 
Let's say we end this on a high note. Some good Charger news. K9 Kenneth Murray's back. Ready to roll. Looks super focused, and I'm excited to see what he brings to the table, man. Uh, hopefully this time away from the field has given him an opportunity to just kind of dwell on things and get himself right, not just physically, but mentally. And I'm not just talking about from the perspective of learning the defense and being better prepared to perform in it, but also the guy went through a lot of personal trauma last year. He lost a brother, so I can only imagine just outside of the injuries, the heavy heart that he had to play with. Uh, we have to remember these people are human beings they're not machines they hurt just like you and i do they go through things same as we all do and uh, we just have to be able to grant them some grace i know we were all really tough on kenneth for his performance last season but keep all those things in mind and come on like if we're being for real we all know how it feels to learn something new uh start a new job maybe something you've never done before like is it really all that easy to operate at like high peak efficiency levels when you're kind of trying to figure it out? So I'll shoot him a little bit of bell for that as well. And this year, again, with the time off, uh, I would imagine he's had time to really dive into the defensive playbook and get the mental reps out there that he needs to just kind of step on the field and just get rolling. Uh, biggest thing is I just want to see the dude healthy. And now that uh, seen his attitude looks like he's just itching and raring to get on the field and knock somebody's head off which is really all i want to see honestly i mean your canine go attack which is what i feel like is what he's best at his oklahoma days prove that you guys know how i feel about him as far as a read and react linebacker to me he's an attack dog and that's how he should be utilized so let's see what staley does with him out there but guys that is going to be it for me for today uh, thank you as always for your time. I do appreciate you. We got the final preseason game coming up here, so that should be colorful. And uh, until the next one, you know who it is. It's Mr. Bolt Gang or Do Not Bang, also known as TOP underscore FLYT3 on Twitter. You can also catch me on YouTube at the Flight Deck. Charge it to the game. So y'all be good. Until the next time, I'll catch you then. Okay, love you, bye. Well, thank you, Craig, for reminding us. All of those things are extremely important to remember. Um, it is kind of, you do kind of wonder what could have been had a tackle fallen to the Chargers in this previous draft, what the what the picks could have been. Um, but I think where we're at right now, there's nothing to be overly scared of, I would say. I mean, yes, Right tackle is a concern, but <laughs> Kevin's scared. I'm scared, dude. I'm not. I'm not because the rest of the line is looking fantastic. So obviously, like, yeah, the right tackle is going to be targeted, but he's not. As long as he doesn't fail every single snap, which he shouldn't, he should win at least some <laughs> of those. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. My big, my bold prediction is that if Trey Pipkins wins a starting job we're going to see Storm Norton somewhere in the season. I don't think I, I just don't have confidence. You got to you got to you got to do something for me this first game cuz I just don't have confidence in him at all, especially after coach's segment. It is what it is. That, it's what we have. I just think that we're going to I think we're going to avoid him in all reality. I just I think we're going to try to make the right tackle as much of a moot point as you possibly can. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm dealing with with flag football right now. <laughs> I have 
I have my mad dog offensive line on the left side and we're going to run right the whole game. Um, <laughs> and it, it just kind of feels like that's what it's going to be. Like we'll run some traps or some powers over to his side where he doesn't have to kick out. And when we have long pass plays, he's going to get help. And um, that's just kind of what, it, like Adam said though, at least that's just one piece that you have to try to fill instead of multiple. Yeah. Right. Um, but if one of those first round tackles would have fallen and you, and you, I mean, no one would have saw Solier falling to us where he did, but right, man, that's a that's a prettier. You then have two first year guys on the right side, but that's a pretty looking line. Yeah, yeah, um, and then also just reminding us about you know K nine being a person like that's yeah that is I mean that is the truth that's the truth for all players, not just him, but you know we we talk about Mike Davis and having off field issues with him and trying to get those things under control. I think it's just going to make for a better player this year. And I think the same can be said for K9. I think he's just going to all signs point to him having an, himself an awesome season. And hopefully we see that in this game, this home opener in the start of the season. But uh, Craig, as always, thank you uh, yeah, for thanks, giving Craig. us another thanks, awesome brother. Craig experience. And let's go on to the next segment. It's new-ish. So those Volume who missed, yeah, so those who haven't seen previous episode, you might not know who this guy is, but let's take it on over to the Bolt Beat. Welcome back to another edition of the Bolt Beat. I am your host, Jason Reed, the acting editor, editor over at BoltBeat.com, official partner of Charger Chat and the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Um, before I dive into the Bolt Beat this week, I just want to uh, lay out a little bit smack talk to the Charger Chat guys. I know you guys are listening to this right now. They're probably going to send the smack talk back my way after this, this segment airs, but we got our fantasy football league. We got all the Charger podcasts out there, Charger sites, any Charger personality you know on Twitter, we're all in it. I'm in it myself, the Bolt Beat crew, and um, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm usually pretty bad at fantasy sports, but I, I feel different about this one. I think this year, what I'm going to do is our draft is, I don't know the exact date off the top of my head, don't quote me, but I might leave it up to the fans. So I think I'm going to do a poll on Bolt Beat. I don't want to do the whole team up to the fans, but I'm pick seven, I believe. I'm going to put up a poll. These X players are on the board at seven. Who are you picking? Let the fans decide my first overall pick. Or maybe I'll just open it up for replies. Everyone can reply at the end, and then we'll do a poll on the most replied answer. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. I'm excited. Keep an eye on that. Bolt beat, bolt beat underscore chargers. BB underscore chargers over on Twitter. Um, this week on the Bolt Beat, I wanted to talk about JC Jackson. So there's the JC Jackson injury. He has ankle surgery. It's described as a scope, something that's minor something that's only supposed to hold him out two to four weeks. Based on the timeline, the, the surgery being on Tuesday, he could be back for the Raiders game. That would be just, that'd be like two and a half weeks. Um, the Chiefs, obviously, we play them week two on a short week. So if he misses the Raiders, I'm a little pessimistic he'll play in the Chiefs just because of how Brandon Staley handles injuries and how he's usually opt uh, cautious with those kind of things. Um, in a four-day turnaround practice, he still has to practice, get up to speed. So I'm not. we might not see J.C. Jackson the first two weeks of the season. Obviously, we're hoping to see him. Those are big games, big divisional games. They all matter the same. Um, I'm a little concerned about the injury. You know, I, I, I'm not pessimistic. I don't expect bad things to happen. And I hope, you know, my, my worries, and it's just the Charger fan worries. Everyone listening to this knows the Charger fan worries. Um, my worries, though, with how the injury was handled, how it was announced by the team, the, the method of, not the method, but the nature of the injury itself is a little bit concerning. I mean, look, we saw J.C. Jackson last week. Nothing seemed to be the problem. He had his mic'd up. I know people were dissecting the mic'd up and everything. I don't think you're going to learn very much from that. Um, 
But, you know, we, we, he came out of nowhere. He wasn't at practice on Monday. The team was kind of hush-hush about it. The only thing we heard from Popper and the other insiders, the other uh, beat reporters is, you know, it's injury-related. They didn't share anything about it. They weren't proactive and like, hey, JC's not here this day because of X, Y, and Z reason. It was kind of under the radar. And then out of nowhere on Tuesday, it's announced he has this surgery for something that he's dealt with his entire life and he just wants to feel his best. And it's a minor surgery. Now, of course, you know, I'm, I'm hoping the Chargers are, are right in this reporting and everyone that's gotten sources is right about this. But the way it was handled from there being nothing wrong to being hush-hush about it to all of a sudden two to four weeks, that's the only timeline. That's a little bit concerning. A, maybe the Chargers thought it was bigger than it was, didn't want to, you know, announce a big injury and it'd be a small injury. And it was a small injury. And it's something fixable, something he can return in two to four weeks. That's what I'm hoping is the reality based on how they're communicating. B, though, which is a little bit scary, is that they don't really know. And JC Jackson doesn't really know. And I think what a lot of us need to remind ourselves when we we read these reports, not saying any of these reports are wrong. Everyone that reports on this stuff has valuable inside information. But we saw the report that it was a lifetime thing, something he was born with, something he's fixing to feel his best. You have to think about where that report is coming from, where that source is coming from. The reporter that reported that, and I, I don't remember her name off the top of my head. It's an ESPN reporter. I'm so sorry. Charger Chat guys, please, please uh, help me out at the back end of this and give her her due credit because I am totally blanking right now. Um, you know, you got to realize what her sources are. She has one of two options. Her source is either the Chargers themselves or someone in Jackson's camp. Now, are the Chargers... The Chargers have been very tight-lipped, so I think it's more likely that it's someone in Jackson's camp. Is someone in Jackson's camp going to come out and be like, oh, no, it was horrible. We think he might be out six to eight weeks, whatever, yada, yada, yada. No, they're not going to say that. They're going to say, hey, this was something he was born with. It's small. You know, they're going to present it in a, in a very clear and thin light, you know, very promising light. You know, and it, it is worrisome because if it's something he was born with and something he wants to feel his best with, in theory, you could ask, okay, why not have this in June? Why not have this in May? You know, Shouldn't the Chargers have picked this up in a physical and maybe tried to fix it then? Now, it could be something where they didn't think it was an issue and then he re-aggravated it in practice. Who knows? And that's why we have to hope that you know the messaging has been very honest and very clear that it is two to four weeks. But we've seen this before with other NFL athletes. I mean, Michael Thomas is a great example. The guy was supposed to have like a three-week injury and he's played, what, three games in the last two years? Now, I don't think J.C. Jackson's injury is to that extent, but it's not unforeseen for these NFL teams to communicate one thing and the players to communicate one thing and something else to be true. So that's what's it's a little fishy. The whole thing's a little fishy to me. I hope I'm just looking too far into it as a Charger fan, which is the more likely outcome. Let's be honest. You know, that's a it's an 80-20 split. 80% I'm overthinking, I'm panicking because I'm a Chargers fan. We've all been through the pain together. Um, but you know, the way it was handled, there is a little bit of, you know, kind of reservations to be had. And I just I worry that we could be without JC Jackson. I don't think he's gonna be out for the season. I don't think he's gonna be out for 12 games, but a two to four week injury might turn into a two month injury. And then before you know it, it's week seven, week eight, either by weeks, uh, Halloween weekend. I don't remember exactly what week of the year that is. Like, you know, I don't think there is a 0% chance that JC Jackson doesn't return before the bye. Now, I think it's very slim, but I don't think it's zero. And that's not what we're preparing for as fans. And that's not what's been communicated. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the Chargers handle that cornerback depth. They released Tavon Campbell, which wasn't a surprise with how he played last season. You know, all, all love goes out to Campbell. I hope he finds a team, finds somewhere he could fit and, you know, continue his NFL career. We never want to see guys end their NFL careers. Like, we root for success here, unless you're a Raider. Um, just kidding. Um, you know, but it's interesting because we have Mike Davis, who has had very promising things coming out of camp, and he's looked good in the preseason, but 
he struggled a little bit as the CB1 last year, and Devontae Adams is right in front of him. Now, granted, he did really well against Adams in 2019 or 2018, whenever the Chargers beat the, uh, I believe it was 2019, beat the Packers in LA. But, you know, it, it, things are different. You know, Davis was different back then. The de- defense was different back then. The offense is going to be different, you know. So then we have Asante, who we expect to take a leap. But again, it's week one. Rookie cornerbacks, that's the hardest thing to do. This is year two. There could still be some of those learning curves early on. Um, Bryce Callahan looks great in the slot. You know, I have actually have no concerns with him there. But then you 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 look at some of the depth behind those three, and it's you know a little bit getting into last year territory. You, you're expecting someone like Jasir Taylor or Dean Leonard, who hasn't looked very good in the preseason. You kind of need one of them to step up. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how they handled it. Um, before sending it back to the Chargers hat guys, though, one more thing I wanted to touch on, and it's another position of you know thinness on the roster, and that is the running back position. Um, Austin Eckler, obviously, you know, stud, one of the best running backs in the game, top five running back, one of one dual threat running back, as far as I'm concerned. You know, any Panthers fans listening to this, thanks for tuning in. Christian McCaffrey's not one of one anymore. He can't stay healthy, doesn't count. Um, but the depth behind him has been horrible. You know, it was horrible last year, and it's not looking great this year with Isaiah Spiller getting hurt and potentially missing week one. We had some really promising signs from Joshua Kelly early on, but he hasn't really capitalized on that. I haven't seen that juice we've seen in in practices in the preseason games, and it's not unheard of to kind of hype up a player and them not be as good as expected. And then Larry Roundtree kind of is Larry Roundtree. He hasn't really proven in his year plus that he could be a consistent, reliable, rotational running back. So when you look at the position, you look at Spiller being hurt, you look at, you know, Letty Brown and Kevin Marks, and I don't think either of them are like legitimate rotation pieces. The question starts to become, hey, if we're going to carry four running backs anyways, which... You know, there's a lot of talk. I talked about the three quarterbacks last time on the bolt beat. I think four running backs is fine because it's so thin and because they have special teams value. Not ideal, but I think it's more defensible than three quarterbacks at this point. But you start looking and you ask yourself, should the Chargers be gauging the cut market for someone to potentially replace Larry Roundtree? And I think the answer is a resounding yes. I think if someone like Ronald Jones in Kansas City, um, former Kansas City Chief Daryl Williams on the Cardinals, if one of these guys gets cut, it's absolutely worth considering at least bringing them in and seeing what they could do and giving them that flyer contract. Because look, I don't think you're losing much if you cut Larry Roundtree and you cut ties with him. And the upside of one of those veteran backs, they're not even that much of veterans. They're still you know, young. I believe Ronald Jones is only 18 months younger than um, Joshua Kelly, I believe it is, or, or Larry Roundtree, one of the two. So the age difference isn't even that much. Even that much. You bring them in, you test the flyer because you know someone like Ronald Jones has juice. He almost had a thousand yard season two years ago. He only played 14 games. He has value as a pass catcher. He's a guy who has played in a Super Bowl run. He has that experience that a lot of the people on the Chargers don't have. And to get him and that flyer, he could be, and there's the potential of him turning into a solid rotational back. You have to consider it. Yes, there's a lot of examples of the Le'Veon Bells of the world and the you know X, Y, and Zs of the world who don't work out, and they're the veteran backs who don't really do much. But there's also the Leonard Fournette in 2020, where when he was released on Bolt Beat, I wrote an article saying the Chargers should sign him. A lot of Charger fans, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of Charger fans were against it. Leonard Fournette is washed. You know, he doesn't have anything left. And what does he do? He goes on and becomes the most important running back for the Bucks in the playoff run. Played a huge role in the playoffs in 2020. You know, without Leonard Fournette that year, they might not win the Super Bowl. So it's you never know when these kind of players can have that kind of impact. And if you can get someone like Jones with that juice that's still under 30, I think it's worth considering, especially when your other option is Larry Roundtree. And if it doesn't work out, you're not killing the cap. You're not cutting a promising young player in favor of this, you know, depth option. You're just taking a flyer that has a similar floor, but a much higher upside. So I think for that reason, 
as Charger fans, I think you should look out for the cut market, see if there's anyone that you think makes sense for the Chargers. Um, I'm super high on, on, on Jared Dokes from Miami. I don't even know if he was on the practice squad last year. He was a seventh round pick in 2021. They'll never bring him in, but someone that could, you know, add something to that running back room, especially why Isaiah Spiller is out because that's, that's less than ideal. You know, we want to limit Eckler's workload, but they don't have the pieces to do so. That's a little bit worrying. So that's something to watch for. That's all I got for you this week on Bolt Beat. Once the season starts, you know, we're doing this bi-weekly right now. Once the season starts, we're going to come into this every week. We're going to talk about storylines, narratives, whatever it is with the betting odds, you know, also attached. I'll, I'll touch on the Chargers spread, the over-under, some player props you could look out for in the particular Chargers matchups. Don't really want to do it for the preseason. I'm a big degenerate when it comes to gambling. I'm not that big where I bet on preseason football, but spring training baseball is another story. Um, that's the Bolt Beat for you guys this week. Kevin, Chargers chat guys. Back to you. You're going down, Jason. You're going down. <laughs> Fantasy football this Saturday night. You're going down, my friend. <laughs> Does anyone else feel like Jason doesn't belong on our podcast? <laughs> yes, he's too good. <laughs> Those are the he's talking good. about. <laughs> like, like he had such good insight and like right. real serious takes. I you was like throwing in vulgar language like, and jokes huh. here, Jason. Yeah. yeah. That you bring the facts, you're gonna get bushwhacked. Are you, all yeah. right, be ready for that. Yeah, um, that was really good. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, dude. That like, was I'm fantastic. I'm so pumped for the betting stuff too. Yeah. I'm excited to learn some of that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, great, great insight. I mean, and a great reminder. I mean, I'd like to think that you know the Twitter doctors are at least being somewhat honest with us when it comes to J.C. Jackson's situation and his return time. But he's absolutely right. I mean, as Charger fans, we're used to seeing guys that be like, "All right, one to two weeks." That's it. And then like, okay, week six 12, weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, exactly. man, come on. So I absolutely get it. And yeah, the running back situation, that is, it is something to be, to be interested in because outside of Austin Eckler, you know, you hope Isaiah Spiller ends up being the guy, but with him having the hurt ankle, who knows what the timetable is for him to come back. And then you've got Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree, which nobody's Overly excited about. I mean, Joshua Kelly's showed flashes, but still, he's looked better. Yeah, I think the, better. Nothing. There's something about you're only as good as the people you play with. They have none of these running backs in this offseason have played with the first team offensive line. It just hasn't happened yet. It's true. So are these are these guys generational talents who doesn't matter what offensive line is in front of them, they can get it done. No, those aren't those guys. Right? Can they be good with a good offensive line? I think they can. So I'm I'm not full in panic mode right now with the depth and some of the guys we have. Um, I I'm just interested to see what happens if they can get some stuff done. I'm not looking for a huge breakout game today, but if they can get some stuff done and work themselves into a place where they're ready to run behind some legit offensive linemen, yeah. then then we'll be able to tell a little better what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you for uh, giving us a very a more insightful segment than we've ever really had. Get ready every <laughs> week. I'm excited. I'm gonna, we're going to learn us something. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. But uh, um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Charger Chat. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? Happy birthday, Pre- Kyle. I love you, man. Oh, thank you. Fine, I'm excited for to watch the game tonight. I don't, like preseason, it's like it's weird because like I get the like the excitement and the butterflies about the game. Right. And then when I turn it on, it's like oh. Oh, right. This isn't it. Yeah. But we know but all it's the like names. The build, it's exciting. The build-up to the game is still so exciting. Yeah, it so is. Right now, as we record this and as this is released, I'm really excited about the game tonight. Yeah. I mean, you want to see you want to see somebody come out and, and make a big show. Just for Hoko. I need yeah. I need okay, look. 
the reality of Fajoko maybe not making the active roster is real. I hope it doesn't happen, but he promised us the sack dance that I need to see. Got him. Like, Good that's what point. I'm looking for in this final preseason game is he needs to get a sack because I need to see what, what... Like, if he goes full Hawkeye out there, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, dude. <laughs> I want to see that so bad. Okay. If he goes full hockey, he's got to make the team at that point. Oh, right? 100%. he can't cut him. He can't cut him. Well, what if the whole team, you know how they do like the team celebration dances in the end zone? <laughs> yes. What if the whole team gets around him and does a hockey oh, right there God. on the injured quarterback? Oh, we'll man, that'd be so good. Him. It'll Ooh. be worth the flag. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, gang. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Happy birthday, Kyle. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Happy birthday, Kyle. Okay, love you, bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.